jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! Gay So apparently, oh, I meant to tell you, apparently my mother listens to this show. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Oh, I wow. didn't think she would. I didn't think she would, but apparently she does. Like, uh, regularly. <clears throat> I, I had her. Yeah, like, she's significantly behind the times, but she, I thought she had listened because, all right, Stacy, slow down. Okay, because I rec- I told her she should listen to, I think it was our Thanksgiving episode where we talked about her. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you should listen. It's fun. We give you a shout out or whatever. And so she listened to like half of that episode and emailed me and was like, I don't know. You guys are crazy. Yeah, I remember we got the verdict that we were insane. <laughs> yeah. And like, that was it. That was all I heard about it. So I was like, well, I guess, okay, that's cool. And that then, ship sailed. Yep. Oh, well, you're, you're welcome, mom. And then she, I don't know, it came up again and she, she was like, oh, I, no, I listened to it. I'm on episode seven or whatever. What? What? So she, yeah. So I feel bad that we made fun of the Big Bang Theory because I know she likes it. Oh, she does though? I know. Well, I, I mean, see. Well, nobody's perfect. Nobody's per- oh wow, Stacy, you've really changed your tune now that your mom's listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so, mean Oh, but the point of me telling you this is that she apparently looked you up. Oh no. <laughs> yes. And is she was, she treated, was to, treated to treated to image after mugshot after mugshot of a crazy clown woman. Yeah, she was uh, curious. <laughs> and while she stressed that, and I quote, there's nothing wrong with the way he looks. She thought you would be blonde. so there you go well maybe i will take her up on her um, on her styling advice i think she basically i think she thought you would be a twink (laughs) wait are we so we're not even talking about the clown me we're not no we're talking about the you you Wait, there's a hundred thousand pictures of me out there looking like John Wayne Gacy, and (laughs) your mom's response is that she thought I would be blonde. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I love her. She is an angel. (laughs) And you know what? Just the other day, I was saying to Jason, maybe I should go blonde again. Wow. I feel. I feel the. I feel the. The over the. I feel mother watching over me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. 
that that is uh, some juicy juicy tidbits, juicy tids coming yeah. from Gaylord's extended family manner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was her in that phone call. That was her judgment on you. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the way you look, but. And then she told me that she saw on the news there's some business here in Portland run by these two women who are teaching life skills to like millennials. Like the stuff that they didn't teach you in school, basically. Yeah. Life life, life skills. How to how to do adult things. And she said, I'm not saying that you need to take those classes, but <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> So she was on a roll. The feel-good train just kept on chugging. Listen, it might have been a week ago, but happy belated Mother's Day. Because that (laughs) is... This is a queen we are talking about. I I love her. I would expect no less. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What a so, glorious moment. Well, Stacy, I recently returned from, from Down Under. Down Under, you say. One might say I had a long weekend. <laughs> oh. I swear I can do a better Australian accent. but Yeah, that was pretty bad. You're going to get the uh, the Mary Poppins one today. So. That's, you know, that's all I do, so. Oh yeah. no, my my Australian isn't even Australian. It's New Zealand, and this is my this is the only thing I say. Oh. Yes, 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 <laughs> and <laughs> and that is um, from Heavenly Creatures. Oh, how could it not be? I mean, yeah. oh, glory. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> What's her name? I can't remember her name. Not Kate Winslet. Melanie Linsky. Melanie Linsky. She's like in the tub, and her mom's like, "Get out of the tub!" And she's like, "Yes, yes, yes." That's it. And uh, you know, Kiwi, the New Zealand accent is just a smash. It's like a, it's like somebody took Australian and just um, put it in that what's that, that room in the Death Star? What's that, a trash compactor? Put it in. The oh trash yeah, compactor. yeah, yeah. Just kind of smashed it a little. I'm not saying you're trash, New Zealanders. I love you. I, I'm just yeah. saying. Your accent yeah. sound it's it's like a it's like a smushed version of Australian trying to get it's through. It's a microwaved Australian accent. It, it, yeah, like how Kevin Dillon is a microwave. Yeah. I'm big on microwaves <laughs> as a transforming agent. It's I mean, no, I don't know why people always talk about radiation or gamma rays. It was microwaves, really, yeah. or what yeah. causes mutant shifts. Yeah. So I was yeah. in I was in Australia and I did my show and it was a blast and I just wanted to give a shout out to uh gay lords listeners it, like wayne who gave us an amazing listener question on the wicker man and sent us a picture of his vampire dog Ugh. wayne came to my show stacy <laughs> that's amazing and one i couldn't believe that people actually listen to us two that people like in the southern hemisphere on the other side of the world listen to us um and that this person came to my show so wayne that was so cool thank you so much um it was really rad. And also shout outs to Tali and Alex at Sissy Screens, who also was, have been listening to us. Um, I just can't wait to get back to Australia and do a live show there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, we yes. Could, yes. Yeah, just do that at Customs and they'll, <laughs> yeah. they'll let you ride in. They'll put us on the money. 
they'll mm-hmm. get new money and put us on it. I just can't believe anybody. Was, I know I say this, and I'm not trying to like nag us. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Is that what the kids say? That's what the yeah. Well, that was what they yeah. taught me in my pickup artist classes that I was taking. It was like oh, the master class. Yeah, yeah. the master class. Like just make women feel like shit. Yeah, I heard it works. It totally works. So I'm not trying to do that to us. But, uh, okay. you know. Okay. I don't know. It's just wild to me that people listen. And the idea that people... I mean, the internet makes us all roommates, right? Oh, that's gross. I know. I want to pick disgusting. up after your laundry. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. Uh, but, you know, that we have people in Australia that I don't know personally that listen to us. It's just yeah. crazy. It's awesome. So now we can tell everyone we're big in Sweden and we're big in Australia. We're intercontinental, bitch. We're just, we're waiting for the U.S. to take. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just waiting for my friends to listen. And uh, (laughs) then I'll know we really took off. So. (laughs) (laughs) So we are Mary Tyler Moore throwing our hat up in the air and we're going to make it after all. Yep. Thanks, thanks, Australians. You're lovely people. I, I had a blast. Yay. Thanks for listening to the show. Yay. <laughs> but now you're back. Now I am back. And oh, let me tell you, I, I have lived through the true horror of international flights and jet lag. Ugh. Um, I feel like I feel like I am the visit. Like that is me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just at night I take off my clothes, I scale my walls, and I crawl into the oven. Yeah. Like it is, <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Jason really puts up with a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, whatever gets you off, you know. Well, <laughs> so I I was able to use this jet lag time to to watch some old made for TV films. And Man. Wow. <laughs> they don't make them like that anymore. Mm, trying to trying to gauge that inflection. Because <laughs> all I know, this is what I know, is that made for TV movies of the 70s and 80s, they don't make them like that anymore. And if you know, no. if you know what's cool then you know that these movies are where it's at, man. Yes, I completely agree. Made for TV. They were putting straight-up horror movies on network television back then. And does that happen? (laughs) No, it hasn't really happened. I mean, it was kind of still happening a little bit in the 90s, but I, I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons why it doesn't happen anymore. Like, you know, cable and yeah. pay channels and all that never mind like netflix and the internet and home video and all this other stuff <clears throat> but like every subgenre of horror was represented multiple times um there were just so many and some of the movies stuff like obviously salem's lot trilogy of terror starring karen black of yeah course, stuff like that like really kind of transcended the made for tv label and just became beloved horror movies but, well, and then it went both ways where like even Halloween had that amazing TV cut too with the extra shots put in there and scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just, le- it was legit. Like some of my favorite horror movies are made for TV horror movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slasher I, movies, I, satanic I... stuff, supernatural stuff, creature features, like just everything. It's so cool. And that's what I was thinking as I watched these films is like, 
why don't we have these today? And then I went through like, oh, well, it's, we base, I mean, it's Netflix and streaming and every, the whole scale of media is so different that it's, it, it's not even something we could have today because we don't even have that system, that format anymore. Right. Um, yeah. But I, I do truly feel cheated because can you imagine sitting down in the house, it's a rainy night, turning on ABC and watching this week's like slasher film. Like what? Yeah, this it, it was like events. Like we don't I mean, maybe with the exception of Game of Thrones, because HBO doesn't dump all of their shows at once when a new season comes out, like they treat it like it's regular television. So yeah. those are a little more event like. But Netflix shows yeah. Like, maybe everybody's watching it, but you can watch it at your own pace. You can watch it on your whatever day. You can watch it all in one day or space it out or whatever. This shit was, like, appointment television, you know? Yeah. Because it, like, airs once. You don't have a VCR. Right. You got to watch it. And then it, wait till it re-airs. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So the movies we yeah. watched, the two we're going to talk about today Ugh. are available on YouTube. So... If you're, like, a listener and you're like, I haven't seen these. Why do I care? Blah, blah. Well, you can take a time out <laughs> and you can go watch them and then come back. Yeah. Come on, shitty Sally. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pork chop patty. You can. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or Get you can listen out. and then go watch. I don't care. It's your life. Run it the way you want. However, these yep. movies are available. So. We're not here to structure your media for you and your enjoyment of it. We're just here to offer the humble suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. Get off our yeah. back already. Jesus. Yeah. Since when did you make us your life coach? Yeah. Please. I'm not. According to my mother, I need a life coach. I mean, she's right. Oh, no. She's right. Like, I'm not, you know, <laughs> like, I can get dressed. You know what I mean? I, that's that's the bare minimum. <laughs> Oh, well. Right. A millennial would say you deserve a Venmo um, transfer for that, though. <laughs> That's Con- true. Congrats. I am you woke adopting. up, you got dressed. <laughs> Self-care. Self-care. <laughs> Self-care, let me tell you, is sitting your ass down to watch The Initiation of Sarah. Oh, holy yes, it is. Man, I cannot believe, between these two movies, I cannot believe how many goddesses how many acclaimed uh <laughs> sirens of stage and star screen we have in this film like this fi- and between this and the other film that we're going to talk about home for the holidays the cast is bonkers the cast is fucking bonkers I could not, like, with Initiation of Sarah, I put it on, and I know you had told me who was in it and everything, and, and you, you you know, you throw out your fishing line and your lure and you get me, <laughs> and and I say, yes, Stacey, and then I sit down, and then, you know, my brain does the my, my regular three-second goldfish re- reformat, <laughs> and then I'm watching the credits, and I'm like, are you kidding? Morgan Fairchild? Uh. <laughs> Shelly Winters? Like, I was losing my mind. It's, I mean, Morgan Brittany, which Morgan Brittany, like, that name alone is like, okay, she must have loved horses <laughs> when she was 12, right? She, she had the mural on her wall. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's just the statue. name 
she that's the name of a girl who loves horses I think. yeah morgan Brittany, absolutely but morgan <laughs> Brittany of fucking uh dallas television's dallas bitch yeah that's right <laughs> morgan fairchild k lens who you all know from all of those shows that she was on all of these people of were on every television show you know what i mean tisha farrow oh my god like uh, 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 i forgot she was i actually forgot that she was in this and it's kind of this whole watching it i was like oh my god she, who is this she reminds me so much of mia farrow and then i looked it up and i was like oh you dumbass you dumb yeah you ever seen zombie aka zombie 2 wait she's in that yeah Oh wow! I think I think I was just so busy being distracted by um, vomiting through the whole movie that I <laughs> forgot everything else. She like uh, she was only in like four movies, so she had, well she is a delight in this. She's an absolute delight in this. Uh, she was also in Anthropophagus, which I've never seen. Oh yeah! Wait, have I seen? I think I maybe saw the like Elvira version of that. Yeah, hmm. yeah uh yep so 1978 the initiation of sarah it's a little satanic it's a little carry oh it's a lot of carry a lot yeah. a lot <laughs> shelly winters like what is the you know like what is the deal with shelly winters right shelly winters is an enigma <laughs> an absolute <laughs> enigma of an actress i've never seen a bigger enigma of an actress i uh, do not understand her i don't understand this i don't understand her in this i don't understand how she did this i don't understand <laughs> what i was watching but i was riveted <laughs> i mean she's like i know she's a great actress like, I know that, but also, yeah. like, there's such a sizable portion of her filmography where it's like, I can't tell if she's just not trying or... or are you trolling us? Is she trolling like... us and having a fun time <laughs> and doing this on purpose? Like, I just can't tell. But I think so. <laughs> she only acts with her mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... <laughs> Whatever she's supposed to be feeling never reaches her eyes. And and yet, I'm convinced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she here she's like a Satanist headmistress of a sorority. I mean, it's just crazy. She also played a Satanist in the other television movie. Uh, what is it? To the the de- the devil's the daughter daughter the Oh, to the devil a daughter or I think it's just the devil's daughter. The Devil's Daughter. Yeah, there is also the movie To the Devil a Daughter, but I think this one was just The Devil's Daughter. Okay. And there's just something about Shelley Winters in a satanic robe with that wig of hers. <laughs> that fucking wig. That feather duster of a wig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, you do say, Stacey, and this is true, that she does primarily act with her mouth, but in this film, she also acts with a shawl. She An amazing... <laughs> an amazing red shawl and and it's like oh in this scene which which side of the shawl is she gonna slink it over to she's gonna slink it on that right arm now she's gonna slink it on the left arm oh flash a nail and then, she does <laughs> also act with her fingernails in this yeah the finger it's fingernails shawls and mouth it's yeah. like it she 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 basically like job shadowed stevie nicks uh on tour 
and then went out on onto the set for this film. Yeah, she's like the satanic offspring of Stevie Nicks and Mrs. Roper. <laughs> right? Which I'm into, like... Absolutely. Sign me up for that sorority, you know? Absolutely. How did she become... So, so poor little Sarah, who... <laughs> Sarah and her sister, Patty Goodwin. I love that Sarah is just a mononym. And then Patty Goodwin, we always have to refer to her by both of her names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's not Patty. She's Patty She's Goodwin. Patty Goodwin. They go off to college. They they uh, they aren't actually sisters, but they were raised as sisters. And Sarah, Sarah ends up at the, the dog sorority, the sorority for pigs, elephants, and dogs, the Phi Epsilon Delta. While... Patty Goodwin ends up at like the the Scream Queens sorority right. run by overseen by Morgan Fairchild, <sighs> who is everything. Who's always forty years old, also, right? She's, she's another one a- of those. Like she's a forty year old, seventeen year old in this. And wasn't wasn't she in Parks and Rec? Mm-hmm. Like I think I think she was Jerry's wife in Parks and Rec. But I'm like, is this woman? No, I, I'm convinced no, she was. No, was that not her? That was, was that Heather Locklear? That was uh, Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley. Okay. Morgan well, Fairchild, Morgan Fairchild played a lesbian on Roseanne, bitch. Oh, and she was in those Gap commercials. So, regardless, I've seen Morgan Fairchild recently, and she's still stunning. And I'm just like, is this woman? She's Ingrid Pitt. Like, she's like, she's a vampire. She's a lesbian vampire. Yeah. Is what I'm she convinced. has not aged at all. Like, and in this film, she plays Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where that's actually her character's name. Um, so I love that. But but there's this whole backstory. There's this rivalry between the two sororities, uh, between Morgan Fairchild's and then Shelley Winters, which she oversees. But, like, how is Shelley Winters the house mother when she was, like, actually involved in a murder and an initiation years ago yeah everybody and forgot this is public she went, knowledge. Uh, they explain it anthony <laughs> she went away for a year and then by the time she came back everybody forgot <laughs> i should have listened to the science you you're right listen to the science and then she came back and she's a the house mother and she teaches a class on witchcraft apparently I wish she also was a, a tennis coach yeah. undercover. <laughs> yeah, like she's not hiding any of this bullshit, you know. No, she has her satanic temple at the top <laughs> of the sorority house. <laughs> she's always got her red shawl. She's always like, maybe we should cause revenge. I can help you with your powers. <laughs> she also, she makes is so no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever, and she is so she is so fucking thirsty. Um, with, <laughs> With Sarah, every step of the way, she's like, I'll teach you your powers. Like, first thing off the bat. like, Welcome to the house. If you've got any powers, I'd be happy to teach you how to use them. Wink, wink. Yeah, she's she's like Professor X as a, as a really needy uh, Avon lady who's, like, so close to making her quota for the week. Oh, God, it's so good. Uh, it is perfect. It is perfect. And so Sarah has these Carrie-esque powers when she gets pissed off and stares at something. Uh, <laughs> something happens. Like, you, yeah, t- people fall in the water. People fall over. The mirror cracketh. 
you know, just stuff like that. Over. You know. <laughs> yeah. what, what are your powers? I get mad at people fall people over. Fall over. <laughs> Don't piss me off. <laughs> Yeah. And this always happens with her sister, Patty Goodwin, just standing nearby watching nervously because she knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every time, every time Sarah gets that glare in her face, a piano's going to fall or someone's going to end up in the dam. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I guess Shelley Winters wants to use Sarah's powers to enact revenge Although I don't know, I mean, I guess the idea is that Sarah will kill all these people, but you can't prove anything because she's using her mind powers from, like, around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> However, she's also going to sacrifice one of the students to, like, help Sarah with her powers, and so you're still going to commit a murder, so... Like, nothing makes sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any... And everyone else in sororities just, like, even though they're all, like, the laid back, just, like, some of them, like, are, is it a whole house full of, like, just tired lesbian stand-up comedians? Maybe? Yeah. I don't mean tired, like, bad. I just mean, like, they, they all look exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and, yep. and they're all just, like, fine putting on their robes and uh, being <laughs> complicit with a human sacrifice. I... <laughs> lost my mind because it's like the whole thing goes through like sarah and patty goodwin arriving at school you know trying to get into these sororities sarah gets into the the sorority for nerds and patty gets patty goodwin gets into the cool one and then it's like hell week and pledge week and you know they have to do all their little stunts and then it's time for the initiation and it's like you know, the Patty Goodwin sorority is like, oh, sisters, light this candle and put on a blindfold. And hee hee, you will. You, like, it's, we're all going to be sisters forever. <clears throat> and then, it's very visually like um, the initiation kind of yeah. reminded me of that. Yeah. And then the Shelly Winters sorority, it's like they're all in black robes. She's like, all right, girls, put on your hoods. They all put on their black hoods. With the with eyes the cut out. cut out. Then they lay, this is in the fucking satanic temple. Then they go out to the hedge maze. Okay, there's a hedge maze. And she's like, here's the blood of the animals. Here's the magic dagger. Here's all this shit. And it's, everybody's just like, um. Like, I love that they're all unwitting Satanists. <laughs> like, it's not the sorority yeah. full of Satanic sorority sisters. It's like, no, it's just the, like, house mother who's into it. And everybody else is just along for the ride. Yeah, they're just like, well, I guess maybe she's maybe she's drunk and just feeling it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of like, oh, you know, you know, you pledges can't know what tonight will. She she's literally like, and now it's time for the sacrifice, and they're gonna sacrifice Tifa and Pharaoh, and it's like, um, I don't know, this is kind of weird. Um, it's so good. Oh my god, this movie. As they're in as they're in their hedge maze, which the only time we really see the hedge maze and know that it's a hedge maze is you see they keep showing a, a really great model oh. of it, like a miniature from Shelly Winter's window. Oh. <laughs> it is heaven. It is have the first time that curtain they're like, look out on this hedge maze, and they open the curtain and it's clearly a scale model. But they're looking yeah. it's so good. It's brilliant. Oh my God. And and then we keep getting to cut back to the to the fancy sorority, to Morgan Fairchild sorority, where it's basically the whole aesthetic like is 70s upper class like cruise ship key party. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Everyone looks amazing. The jumpsuits are to die for. Yeah. Uh, there's some great hair. Oh, so much hair. Like... <laughs> I truly could not get over. I mean, Morgan Fairchild, like Shelly Winters is amazing this, but Morgan Fairchild is truly repulsive and wonderful too. Oh, yeah. She's that classic mean girl, you know, like they, they yeah. set up Sarah, like do the whole pretend to be nice and then set her up for humiliation. Like it's very Carrie-esque. It's very any telekinetic queen kind of movie. Yeah. You know? She's adjacent to um the villain from Jennifer, but like not as sociopathic. Right. Uh, but... <laughs> Oh my god, she's a monster and I loved her so of course. much. <laughs> I I also appreciated that like, you know, there they they do kind of have that moment where um Sarah really just like push like gets pissed at her for making fun of her, pushes her into the water, and then Sarah just tells her off. Yeah. And it's really great. She just stands up for Sarah has some really amazing moments that are like actually really like super inspo like inspo feminist. Yeah. <laughs> where where she's like, come on, girls, why are we talking bad about ourselves? Maybe if we start talking good about ourselves, we'll talk good about each other. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> it's just like, and that's all she has to say. Are- and every all the lesbians in the sorority are like, hey, yeah, she's right. Hey, this lady's right. And then they're all just like yeah. happy all the time. So yeah, Hannah Gadsby had to, like, bear her soul in Nanette to make that happen. And Sarah just does it in one second in the sorority. That's why she's the yeah. leader. Yeah, and then they're like, hey, let's, that's right, yeah, let's go sacrifice Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> like, Man, Mouse, so weird. Mouse is so in love with Sarah, right? She is just, she is just lingering in every doorway. Every doorway. Just in her, in, in a shaggy cardigan, <laughs> just like... <laughs> Just watching from afar. Watching from afar. It's so, like, that sad, queer undertone. Yeah, yeah, it truly is. And then, yeah, and then she and she definitely loves her. And she. it's really beautiful that Sarah um, will not kill her in the end, in the human sacrifice. Right. That is what gets That's her to just, stop. She's all about that yeah. mind revenge until she sees Mouse under the table, which I guess they just... <laughs> put her under there for safekeeping while they were in the satanic temple getting their robes on and shit poor mouse is like she's not tied up she's just under the table yeah just put her under the table now mouse you stay under there until we come back and murder you with the magic dagger (laughs) so mouse is under there like not hidden really she just pokes her head out and is like help me and then Sarah's like, oh, wait, what am I doing? I can't do all this mind revenge shit. Instead, I should burn down this hedge, hedge maze model. <laughs> Instead, I'll just murder the house mother and commit suicide. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why did she have to... Couldn't she have just pushed house mother down and then burnt the place up instead of having to die also? You'd think... You'd think. And I'd also like to know what happened to Morgan Fairchild afterwards, because part of Sarah's, when Sarah's mind powers really kicked into high gear, not only with wind did she cause wind, <laughs> which is terrifying enough. Not the not wind! Not the wind, but uh, she made Morgan Fairchild's skin get all gross, like a, like yeah. a Kathy's curse kind of thing, you know? She like turned her into an ant. Yeah. And she was she's like, I am no tree. <laughs> yeah. I am Morgan Fairchild. So I wonder if she I don't know. 
just has that horrible skin condition now or what? Yeah, I was like, did she she made her old and now she's like gonna die or like is she just she just gave her bark skin and made her gross or what? Well, to somebody like Jennifer Lawrence. This is true. Yeah, you might as well. That's the end of your life she right might there. She'll well be dead, yeah. So Yeah. She could she could be the new house mother for Phi Epsilon Delta. <laughs> just put a shawl on the bark woman and call her good. Oh god, it's so good. It's so good. Also, uh, props to Morgan Fairchild's bone structure because that's that those bones still shine through with that gross ass makeup. <laughs> yeah, on. you're still kind of like, well, she's not that gross. Yeah, yeah. I was like, her nose is still very comfy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> yeah. uh, but the story I noticed was by Tom Holland. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. I noticed that too. And then there were other screenwriters, but he wrote the story. Yeah. So there, there's your horror cred, baby. That was that was nice. Um, I love observations. When Shelley Winters first appears, and and Mrs. Hunter, her name is, introduces herself to Sarah. Was Shelley Winters drunk or just burping in the middle of her line? That's when she goes. That's always the question. <laughs> Welcome to our sorority. <laughs> <laughs> That is the question. That is, you could ask that about every fucking Shelley Winters performance. Right? That's the best take they got. That's the best- <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck it. Just use that one. We've been here since three. Like, let's just wrap this up. <laughs> she isn't even saying the lines. <laughs> yeah. But I like her introduction where she's on the stairs and it's that like, she, you know, a distance shot of her lurking on the, she does a lot of lurking initially. She's like yeah, looking she's around the, the banister, you know, and, it's in that like music cue. And then yes. the shadow behind her is like a goat head. It's so it's cool. So cool. It's so very cool. I don't, I still don't understand like <laughs> anything. <What? laughs> <laughs> because she's not enough of a Satanist, but she also seems like really loving of Sarah. She just also has a tendency to murder students to enact sorority revenge. <laughs> yeah, I just, it makes no, her goals are not clear. I mean, we've talked about the, like she, the goals of Satanists in movies and how they're always a little fuzzy. You know? Yeah, and yeah, she's yeah, a yeah. Prime yeah. example of it. Like, what does she actually want? Just to murder these girls? She just wants more shawls. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. She said she tells Sarah that the initiation wouldn't work for her or the ritual wouldn't work for her because she has too strong of powers, but then she does it in, but then she brings it back to <laughs> to initiate Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just what is even happening? Yeah. I, I I don't know. I I don't know. Why'd she have to do the initiation the- anyway? If if it was just a matter of Sarah doing shit with her mind, you don't need the whole initiation for that. And the fact that there doesn't seem to be, and this I can definitely get behind, but the fact that there doesn't seem to be like a greater, like she's not, it's not like a, a good old timey Satanist who's going to like transfer their soul into like the younger new version, you know, mm. it's, it's not like, yeah, like Brotherhood of Satan or, or Suspiria. It's not like that. In the, like this, she just wants to make Sarah the new satanic leader so that they can take down the other sorority and be popular again. <laughs> it's like Revenge of the Nerds, the Satanist version. Yes! Yeah, the satanic Shelley Winters version. Yeah. 
That's all it is. That's all she wants. She's been waiting how long for this? Like, these girls are going to graduate in four years max. Like, I just don't get it. It makes no sense. sense. And no one is ever, like, we see Sarah go to one class. But otherwise, no one does any work. The teachers don't fucking do shit. Like I'm no, supposed they just to hang believe, out with their students. I'm supposed to believe that Shelly Winters is teaching classes. Yeah. <laughs> when all when we know that all she does is sit in her like penthouse and tug on her shawl. And peep around corners. And... Yeah. <laughs> oh god, it's so good. Oh, I truly I truly enjoyed this. Um the vibe. You just don't get these vibes from much other much other things. And and because it was made for TV, like everything is just so gently suggested. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that it's really lovely. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, and Patty Goodwin. I, I just have to let's hear it for Patty Goodwin. I, <laughs> I thought she was she was a perfect queen, and she pulls off a jumpsuit like crazy. She really does. She was a good sister. I like the sister relationship. She was a really good sister, and that was like yeah, the emotional crux of the film was really tough seeing um sarah just like having a horrible time and then patty being like well i just want to be in the sorority but i also really love my sister right and part of her whole deal (laughs) was that morgan fairchild was making her be mean to her sister because her sister's in the pigs elephants and dogs sorority now you don't associate yeah but even that like you watch patty goodman like she's about she's like crying and and like whispering the word the pledge instead of like just doing it because she doesn't want to hurt her sister and she gives it up because like she realizes what bitches these girls are so she just leaves of her own accord which is really nice yeah yeah she was absolutely a a queen a legend (laughs) i love patty goodman and she's fucking gorgeous morgan Brittany. Yeah, she was incredible. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Way to stand up to Jennifer Lawrence, the evil Jennifer the Lawrence. Evil, ugly Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> so good. Oh. Who I have sworn allegiance to already. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's like putting on a cozy sweater. A, it is. It's like putting on Mouse's ratty ass cardigan. Like. Wrap me up in it, baby. Wrap me up and repress me. (laughs) I'll just gaze longingly at it from across the room. (laughs) And lure it in with my violin playing. Mouse just wanted to kiss her. That was it. Like, oh, poor Mouse. Of course, of course the sad lesbian has a little violin that she's playing. (laughs) And everyone's sick of hearing it. Isn't that yeah. always the way? <laughs> ah. Oh, it's so good. What was with Sarah's, um, when Patty gets the phone call from her mom, and their mom is a monster? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's like, oh, you know, Sarah's not built for that sorority. <laughs> like, yeah, her mom's she, a bitch. She is just a fucking monster uh, and even patty's like mom i can't believe you're saying this you're terrible sarah gets privy to the conversation has a meltdown and then <laughs> covers herself in face cream and oh doesn't tell that- <laughs> what was the face cream she's like literally mrs doubtfire like the hello <laughs> scene 
<laughs> but puts on her face cream and then has a telekinetic like rage fit. Oh. <laughs> and breaks a mirror. I was like, what? And they were holding that shot too, like waiting the 10 seconds for a com- clearly for a commercial break where they yeah. just have the stare down. So it's like <laughs> Patty Goodwin standing there being like, oh, what did I say? And Sarah, like with her Mrs. Doubtfire face cream, just like, hmm. <laughs> and they just held it. Oh, God, it's so good. Just globs of face cream like she's about to shave. <laughs> so weird. That's weird. Oh. Uh, yeah, 1978. What a what a treasure and a blessing. Absolutely. So then in watching this, Stacy, I was Googling it. And as I type in Initiation of Sarah, it says Initiation of Sarah 2006. And I was like, no, 1978. And then I look and Lo did all of my all of my my parts begin to tingle because I see in <laughs> 2006 there was another ABC family made for TV movie of the initiation of Sarah a reboot starring Summer <sighs> Glau Tessa Thompson uh-huh. Morgan Fairchild returns this time as Trina Goodwin I'm assuming the mother Oh I was hoping she'd be the Shelley Winters I was hoping she was Patty Goodwin um, and <laughs> but then do you know who is the Shelley Winters? Let me tell you. Oh. Portraying the role of Dr. Gretchen Hunter. <laughs> She's a doctor now. Sign me is up. Jennifer fucking Tilly? <laughs> oh <laughs> <What>? my god! <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. Tell me she has a shawl, but she is like, they're playing her this time as like a, a model who is also a scientist doctor. This is oh, what I'm imagining. A Satanist so imagining, scientist doctor in a shawl. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining she has the lab coat and she has the stethoscope, but then on the inside <laughs> there's a pentagram. But then she also has the shawl over that. I need this movie in my life. We need to track that shit down. (laughs) It's like not available anywhere, which means somebody will tell us all the places it is available, but it's not available anywhere. And I'm sure we can track down the DVD. It has to be available. I think there was a DVD at one point. Yeah. Yeah. But even our video Um, store doesn't have it. We're going to have to get a sponsor to shell out those bones. So so we can watch the ABC family hit. (laughs) 2006's initiation of Sarah. You know what? I'm going to, as soon as we're done, I'm going to take to my Google computer and ask. You... <laughs> I'll find that shit. Oh my God. Because we can't pass that up. We cannot pass up that cast. I know. Fucking. I can't believe Jennifer Tilly did it. And like Tessa Thompson. Like, yeah. how many Ooh, years she ago? She must have been like six. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Because she's like just now kind of becoming a thing. Yeah, and and this was thirteen years ago. Oh my god! So I oh, well, I, can't I don't want to talk like I don't want to talk about anything else. I'm just gonna sit here quietly and imagine what that movie might be like. <laughs> it's probably terrible. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that the original is like. I'm sure it's way more tame than the original. You know, I would think so. Yeah. Because all yeah. these made-for-TV movies were, like, were horror movies with some scary stuff in them. They just didn't have, like, explicit violence. And, like... Yeah. Yeah, they know. just have, like, gentle cutaways. Yeah, but look at fucking Salem's Lot, though. 
Like, there's some horrifying shit in that movie, I think. Oh, and it's fantastic. It's fantastic, you know? So. (sighs) Wow. Well, our work is clear. Oh, okay. Jennifer, in this one, she's like a goth vixen, and she's wearing, um, like, a full black lace dress, or black velvet dress. (laughs) Oh, well, that sounds like a doctor to me. Oh, and the satanic robes come back. Oh my god, oh. Stacy, we have. I'm just gonna. We have to buy it. <laughs> yeah, my birthday's next month. <laughs> I will keep uh, keep notes of this. I'll be <laughs> I'll be treating myself. Oh man, I bought myself an ABC Family movie for my birthday, <laughs> and I am genuinely excited. And I for fucking it. can't wait to watch it. <laughs> God, I wish she had a lab coat. I shouldn't have Googled that. Yeah. <laughs> My Google search history. Does Jennifer Tilly have a lab coat in the initiation? <laughs> oh my God. Wow. <sighs> so I'm we excited. we took in thanks thanks to my profound amount of jet lag, I had a whole a whole splay of days to luxuriate with our made for TV films. So we also took in um 1972's Home for the Holidays. Ah. Which I had no idea. Initiation of Sarah, like I'd read about on Final Girl and and I had some awareness of as as within the canon. Home for the Holidays, when you told me just the cast alone, I was like, how have I never heard of this? What are you what words are you conjuring that barely make <laughs> sense to my brain? It's a classic. In the TV canon. I'm horrified. I feel so uninformed. And now I feel a little bit more informed. Well, good. I mean, you should be pretty well formed if you watched it. So I've I've never felt more like a human being. Well, there you go. I I feel (laughs) I'm Pinocchio slowly made flesh. Uh, I mean, the second Aaron Spelling's name came up. I mean, right? Like, that's all you need. (laughs) I, I, I already was becoming human. Um, and then I see the names Sally Field. Oh. <laughs> Jill Hemworth. <laughs> Julie Harris. Julie fucking Julie Harris. Fucking from the Harris. Jessica Walter. Oh. Eleanor Parker. And and two other men. And two men. <laughs> An Aaron Spelling production directed by John Llewellyn Moxie. Like huge names in the made for TV realm. Like there was uh I even noticed a Paul Junger Wit who I don't yes. even I didn't even Google, but I was like, I've seen that name at the end of every sitcom I ever watched growing up. Yeah, he was behind like soap, right? In the Golden Girls. He, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was pretty sure Golden Girls was one of them. Yeah. Um also just it needs to be noted going into this if we're talking about the credits. The set decorator was Dove Love. <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and she did decorate that house with love. It looked like a house. It did look very evocative of a house. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Dove Love. Yep. Good job, Dove Love. And this cast. <laughs> look, here's the thing. You know, you're the kind of person who wants to watch a 1972 made-for-TV movie starring all these fucking absolute goddess actors. Or you're not that kind of person. 
it's true. It's you're either one or the other. You're and I would hope that you're, I would hope that you want to watch this because that cast is shocking. Also, it's a Christmas horror movie of which there are so few like really good ones. Yeah. Um, and this one's great. And I, I, I feel like you might've told me this but once again, goldfish brain. I was shocked when I realized this was a slasher. Yeah. Cause I thought it was just going to be a family dread, like kind of a, uh, sort of like, you know, the opening sequence of creep show, like, a, like one of the, one of those, like just Gothic family stories. Mm. And it, it absolutely is a slasher in 1972. Also like, yeah. So early. This is like before was, I mean, was black Christmas 70, 74. Or yes, this is like two years before Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it starts out as kind of one of those gothic family things. You know, the four Morgan yeah. sisters are home for the holidays, you see. Uh, they haven't been home. Oh, yeah. They haven't been it. home in like 10 years because they all hate their father. Their mother. Cause he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Walter Brennan just basically being cranky, being a cranky yeah. asshole through this whole thing. It's great. Uh, on a bed on a bed their mother committed suicide some years before and none of them have been home he has since remarried to a woman to julie harris who was rumored to have murdered her previous husband with a poisoned hot toddy which (laughs) i now know how i want to (laughs) go I always thought I'd like to die peacefully in my sleep, you know? But no, I yeah. actually want to die with a poisoned hot toddy. So if someone out there <laughs> wants to do that, that's cool. Otherwise, I'll just have to do it myself because I just Preferred want exit. that. I just want that. I, like, oh, no, Stacy died? Yeah, what happened? She drank a poisoned hot toddy. Like, that is... It's so... It's fucking <laughs> worth it. It's worth any it's amount of pain. It's only fitting. It's only fitting. So... So there you go. If I get resurrected with a joint, you get killed with the poison hot toddy. It's just thank you. It's just all (laughs) this is our pact. (laughs) I mean, thank you, pinky swear, because I don't want to go any other way. (laughs) I don't. Yeah, nor do you deserve to. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So the Morgan sisters are all home. They've all got their problems. So many Uh, problems. So many problems. One of them's a slut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, that's literally what the writing is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. One of them's a drunk pill popper. Oh. One of them's goody goody, and one of them's like the mother hen. <laughs> and and two of the four sisters are very British adjacent. <laughs> and, yes. And it is yes. never addressed. <laughs> you would never think these four women are sisters. Ever. Like, ever. <laughs> but they are. And uh, they come home. And so they, they're summoned. They finally come home because apparently their father has written a letter to the eldest that just has one line. And it says, my wife is trying to poison me. Oof. Is it the return of the poisoned hot toddy? <laughs> Is it now a poisoned hot milk with honey? 
There are so many hot milks with honey made in this film and looked at terrifyingly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of family dramas, a lot of not trusting Julie Harris as she lurks around the corner, as she peeps out from behind the banister. None of the daughters trust her. Uh, The daughters are angry that they're home because they hate their asshole father. And then all of a sudden, like 45, 50 minutes in, this thing turns into a fucking slasher movie. It was so, I was shocked. I could not believe it. The second, the second one of the sisters, um, my personal favorite, my personal favorite. Oh, for favorite, sure. Um, Me too. Joe, she's just fantastic. Jill Hayworth is ab- absolutely great as her and, and gorgeous, stunning. Um, yeah. Also, when, when Jason and I both, when she takes off her hat and I was like, I thought that was her hair. <laughs> and, then yeah. I, and then I realized <laughs> yeah. she was blonde. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um she's a legend so she leaves and then what do we see but a, a classic slasher killer in a yellow rain slicker with a pitchfork yeah. mm-hmm. just very gently suggests a pitchforking she immediately is completely 100 percent dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah. i i i screamed aloud or allude if i was in french canada is this a slasher <laughs> film and i could not believe it yeah yeah, it's that great. very Alice, sweet Alice, yellow rain slicker. So, so Alice, sweet Alice. And I was, honestly, my 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 sense of of tragedy and, and sadness and pain and trauma that came from watching my favorite Joe uh, be murdered very gently with a pitchfork was alleviated by just this, this shocking twist in, the, in storytelling that I did not anticipate. Yeah. Because it's like, it's a dark and stormy Christmas, you know, there's oh. torrential downpours through the whole thing. So they're kind of trapped, like the the house is like, they're wealthy. And so the house is kind of down a country road that gets washed out in the rain and the phone line is cut. And so they're all cut off from everybody. They're secluded and they're trapped in this house. And now there's a killer. Now there's a killer. And things, I mean, let's be real. Things were already dark. Like Jessica Walter yeah. has slit her wrists, is drunk, is popping pills. <laughs> She has gone catatonic. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's lost her mind. Yeah, it, there are there are dark things happening. Joe is just better than everyone, and we all know it. <laughs> oh, abs- absolutely. <laughs> and Alex is just trying to hold this family together, just with with the best um, maternal British adjacent wisdoms she can muster. <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, you have Julie Harris kind of scowling at everybody, but also kind of being nice. But is she a murderess? Is she? <laughs> Does she have poison in her pocket that she's going to slip into your warm milk and honey? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe she does. And she has just uh, lovely ways of talking about the past and bringing up those fond memories. And <laughs> Julie Harris, I don't know if it's the lighting or if it was. So this went on Prime um, the week that we reviewed it, the, this week when we were watching it. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was really excited to, to track it down on Prime. Um, the transfer is worse than youtube i mean it looks like it's it's just constantly like i was like wow they have a storm of blocks of buffering color in their house oh no yeah so that was fine but i couldn't tell if it was that or the lighting but occasionally julie harris also just looks like a fucking ghoul in this movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i think it's the lighting yeah the lightning will crash outside and then we get like a severely underlit um or lit from below face of julie harris just like scowling like a fucking ghoul 
And, yeah. and all I can say is whether she was the killer or not, I was 100% rooting for her <laughs> the whole way through <laughs> that movie. Yeah. And that was yeah. a twist for me because, you know, I sympathize with Nell in The Haunting, but Nell also drives me bonkers. And, yeah. and in this, I was just like, oh, man, I, I love this woman and I hope she... I hope she lives to see the the, the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, the haunting when you have Theo, it's like oh. everyone else is going to be annoying. Yeah, because like, Theo, you've got Frederica and Joe combined right there. <laughs> like <laughs> with yeah. Theo. Yes, yes, yeah. I have a DVD rip of the VHS that I bought ages ago. Oh yeah, and uh, so it's it looks like a VHS tape. So it's not bad, but it this never got a DVD release or anything. So which is a shame, and especially given the talent. Yeah, no kidding. Like what a lineup! I just cannot believe I was watching these queens act. I mean, watching Jessica Walter play a precursor to Lucille Bluth, like but, yeah. but the depressive version, the, the depressive dark side of D- Lucille Bluth. Yeah. You know? Like what actually being like she has always got her little bottle of vodka everywhere that she just is constantly pouring and sipping the tiniest sips from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like just go for it, man. <laughs> and Sally Field, so oh my god, Sally Field what a great as a scream queen, a great scream queen. She is the final girl, and she is so oh my god, is she like seventeen years old in this movie? How old is she? Yeah. She is so yeah. young. And just She's really young. The sh- it's it's like you don't realize how British Eleanor Parker and Jill Hayworth are until any scenes with Sally Field and the both of, and the two of them. Because <laughs> Sally yeah. Field is just like this sprightly, wide-eyed like girl who looks like she could be straight from the Midwest. <laughs> like, yeah, well, she's still Gidget at this point. Yeah. You know? And then, and then she's here with these like British vampire women. women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, she's supposed to be the youngest. She's the baby of the family, so that yeah. works. But I mean, these four women are not siblings. Like, no, just, not in there's no way. Any, I mean, do I want to? Do I want to be their best friends? Do I want to be the the? Uh, I don't want to be the Kanye, but do I want to be the the other Kardashian adjacent person to their Kardashians? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean these these are queens, and that's why yeah. that's why this film is awesome. I mean, besides the slasher, besides the gothic nature of the story, like it's just a five women just dominating the camera. Yeah, yeah. Walter Breden shows up once in a while to be cranky just be an ass and that's about it and then there's like the doctor guy who's there a little bit but dr ted or whatever yeah and he's just like john krasinski (laughs) yeah yeah he's like hi i'm i'm here to be cute and uh to walk away (laughs) yeah it was really because both movies are kind of like that that the the male characters are really incidental to things and they show up once in a while but it's really interesting in both movies i noticed that the way these men would woo whichever woman they're interested in mm-hmm. was by like telling her what to do. Oh, that is and how true. and how to be. You know what I mean? And sometimes the women would go along with it, and sometimes they wouldn't. But inevitably, it's like one of them would be upset, and he'd be like, "Don't act like that." Now, what you're gonna do is you're gonna go over there and you're gonna lay down and you're gonna do this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
so yeah. Real. Yeah, with yeah, in initiation of Sarah, we definitely get that with um what was his name? Yates or whatever, Paul. Yeah, Paul Yates. Paul yeah. Yates. Um, who is like a not hot version of Chris Messina. And then we have <laughs> and yeah, and this we get that with the doctor, um, and the, the horrible father. Yeah. yeah. I guess it was like that in it was like that in One Dark Night with the Adam West character with Olivia McKenna, where it's like she's at her father's funeral and she's upset. And so he's like, come on, we're going to go now. Let's go home. You need to go home and lay down. It's like like where she could just like be sad at her father's funeral yeah yeah and she's like, he's, he's like doing this thing where his character motivation is like to be a supportive husband i think in the writer's mind but it, he just comes off as just, he's just bulldozing all of her emotions and not validating anything yeah that's the way and these two movies it was the same way. yeah like, except- like in, in the initiation of sarah when the piano almost falls on patty goodwin and so that's really scary and so robert hayes of airplane bitch yeah. that's right uh he's like homeward bound yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry airplane is very important to my formative years oh it's uh, perfect it's perfect movie um you know he's like come on come on you want to go over there and you want to straighten yourself up and she's like uh i'm gonna talk to my sister and he's like are you coming come on it's like yeah what the fuck bro you don't even know her like you know (laughs) i decided i you are right i decided and i i told myself that i liked robert hayes in that film because then he ended up being really sympathetic to sarah and to patty goodwin um and and also when i was a kid and i was obsessed with airplane i thought he was really cute he was uh, cute. Yeah, so I was I was like into that. Um, also, homework counts. He was dad, so daddy issues. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so Robert Hayes, yeah. But you're right. He does do that, and is now he's trash, just like all the rest of them. He's canceled. He's fuck hashtag canceled. Cancel Robert Hayes <laughs> in initiation of Sarah, the 1978 <laughs> version. I love hashtag. The whole internet is canceling what like the cover cover girl. <laughs> James Charles, and that that's where the drama is. But then we're mounting our campaign to cancel Robert Hayes in 1978. That's right. It's never too late. Don't buy you know, his makeup palettes. It's never too late to cancel someone. That's what the internet has taught me. <laughs> Oh, shit. You were in the first movie? You were in a movie in 1899 that had a racist thing in it? And... But then you spent the rest of your life doing good things and being the best actor. But sorry, bitch. Cancel. You're canceled. I'm fucking canceling Lillian Gish, bitch. <laughs> Hashtag Louise Brooks. Nuh-uh. Canceled. It's a sad day today as Sarah Bernhard, legendary actress, has been canceled. <laughs> Cancel William Shakespeare. <laughs> Cancel the fucking cave paintings at Lasco, bitch. <laughs> That's right. Everybody must be perfect. At all times. At all times in history. Because we have screenshots. That's right. That's right. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page on Absolutely. On that. No tolerance. <laughs> he is cute though. He's cute. I still love airplane. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Excuse me, stewardess. I speak jive. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> my favorite line movie. ever. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Home for the holidays. So a lot of people die. Uh, well, not a, a lot. lot. Just like three, two. Almost. E- no, almost everybody. <laughs> almost basically everyone dies. Everybody except for two people. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's kind of sad actually because even though all of these all of these family members are just broken um and and trying the best to to be there for each other even though they have no understanding or capacity how to um it's really it's really sad to watch this family get torn apart it's i think that it does that gothic family drama really well and blends that with a slasher really well yeah Uh, i agree i was i had some feelings it's good shit, man. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And then and then that and that twist. What a twist. What a twist. <laughs> I I knew, I mean I figured it was going to be one of the two would be the killer. I mean, when there's only like five people in the house <laughs> and most of them are dead. And then all of a sudden there's like three people. When one of them turns out to be the killer, it's not a huge surprise. <laughs> this is true. If it was the 90s or the 2000s, it would absolutely have been the doctor. Um, right. For Yeah, just for no reason. Or it would have been Sally Field and she would have had a high tension, like, freak out memory flashback moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, it does the slasher stuff really well for yeah. not being explicit and for being made for TV. Yeah, there's yeah. some mystery involved. Yeah, like like what is happening on the screen if you're me watching it. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, well, it's, it is like mostly at night, especially outside in the woods during a rainstorm at night. Like, which does not translate very well for viewing oh. purposes. <laughs> oh. I but, guess people should watch it on YouTube. Then. Yeah, yeah. Some great uh, organ adjacent music scoring. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> nice gothic organ. Yeah, but it's definitely like a a proto slasher movie. Yeah, know? that's like, that is just what's shocking to me is because I've always heard it. You know, what we credit Psycho, and then we credit um, Peeping Tom for bringing in the POV, and then yeah. we credit uh, Black Christmas really for being like the first real film slasher that really brought it all together. And then before that, we have like what the some of the Italian films. Um, yeah, make, like Deep Red or yeah, Bay of know, Blood. And, Bay of Blood. So we have those, like, Friday the 13th sort of adjacent slasher things that begin to happen there. Then, like, ultimately lead to Jalo a little bit more. But Home for the Holidays, I feel like I have not been privy to it being part of the conversation. And it's... It never is. And it's shocking to me because at 1972, especially when we already have the blueprint for the Alice Sweet Alice, like, iconic killer look. Only Mm -hmm. thing that's missing is that creepy-ass plastic mask. But, like, it, it introduces the... The creeping killer, the lurking killer, the 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 raincoat, the the iconic weapon. We get the pitchfork. We get some other weapons, but it's mostly the pitchfork in this. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just like in the in a holiday setting. Like it is so a holiday setting. It's got a final girl who, while it's not like the stereotypical corpse gauntlet or corpse party where the killer uh, has where people disappear and then but she does remember all your dead friends find all the. Yeah, she does find all the dead bodies. Yeah, yes, she does. Like yeah. it's, it needs to be in the slasher conversation. Yeah, I was absolutely stunned. I yeah, it's it's so uh, formative, and it's it's really it's definite definitely was influential. Um, 
And it is funny to me that two years later, another Christmas slasher was like really hailed as the first slasher and really set, yeah. set the, the tone. Um, mm-hmm. Even though Black Christmas is a completely different film and is completely perfect, um, there's right. definitely some exchange <laughs> happening. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's absolutely true. Home for the holidays, baby. Dove Love, so much more influential than we ever gave her credit for. <laughs> That's right. She put that garland on that Christmas tree and and, uh, and uh, I believed it was Christmas. I believed it was Christmas and a whole slew of imitators followed. Yeah. Yeah. So here's to you, Dove. Here's to you, Dove. So it's like, uh, you know, one of the earliest films in a very big genre. And it has these actresses in it. Like. Yeah. Unbelievable. I. How have I. How have I lived x many years without knowing that there was a fucking christmas slasher film made for tv starring sally field and jessica walter and julie harris yeah like what produced by aaron spelling what Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's wild well you're welcome i guess this podcast is good for something yeah i and i have to tip my hat and say oh thank you (laughs) and now i'm just let me i just want to jump into every made for tv film and there are so many it seems like there's oodles and that we can definitely continue to do both i mean we could just survive for the rest as a weekly podcast for the rest of our careers um just covering like internet horror and made for tv (laughs) yeah no, it's true. There are so many. Have you ever seen? You must have seen. I should hope you've seen. Oh, fuck. Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Yeah. Scream Pretty Peggy. Scream Pretty Peggy. Scream Pretty Peggy starring Betty fucking Davis. Shut up. Oh, uh, that's such a title for that era. Dark Secret of Harvest Home, starring Betty Davis. Oh. That's like, that's another like small town horror thing. That was a miniseries. Oh, that sounds great. Gargoyles. Uh, Someone's Watching Me. John Carpenter. Before he made Halloween, he made Someone's Watching Me. Yes, I know about that one. Yeah. Well, Anchor Woman in Peril. Uh, uh. There's a lot of stuff that you would see him. It's like he's trying to work out some ideas for Halloween in it. Oh my god. Like, it makes sense that Halloween comes along not long after someone's watching me. But it's like, Anchor Woman in Peril, Lauren Hutton, excuse me, Lauren fucking Hutton, and Adrian Barbeau as a lesbian. A lesbian! She's a lesbian for no reason. You know what I mean? She's just Lauren Hutton's friend who happens to be a lesbian. (laughs) Like, 1970, I mean, what are the odds of Lauren Hutton having a lesbian friend, right? That's a little old school lesbian wink wink. The rumor has always been that Lauren Hutton is allegedly a lesbian. Oh, really? Yeah. Her and Val Kilmer. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. I want I yeah. think I feel like that's our merch. We need pins that say lesbian for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Lesbian <laughs> that's for no reason. How I identify. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. 
Well, you know what I mean? It's not, you know what I mean? Like having a gay character just be a person at that time. That's stunning. And for TV. And for made for TV. And for being Adrian Barbeau, who's like a big sex symbol. I could see it going both ways where I feel like made for TV would mean it's easier to put a a queer character on it, but also it would be that much harder. If that makes sense. Like it, it seems like advertisers. Yeah. You're like, you're not in the movie theater, so it's not that big of a deal. So maybe, but then at the same time, but it's going, the the viewership is so much more immediate. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's shocking. The one yeah. I'm dying to see is uh, one that I read about in Final Girl that you also told me about a little, but Bay Cove. Oh, love Bay Cove. I'm Star- dying. Starring Barbara Billingsley as a Satanist. Oh my God. Does she have a shawl? She has a robe, bitch. Oh, <laughs> I just can't deal. Right. I just can't deal with all this information. Yeah, don't go to sleep with Valerie Harper. That's a great fucking movie. Oh, wow. uh, Devil Dog, the Hound of Hell with Kim Richards. Oh, that's a, a made for TV. That's made for TV with oh. Satanic Dog. Oh, <laughs> Gargoyles. It's a good one. You already said like, that one. Did you just like that one? Did I? I just really like Gargoyle. <laughs> I just like Harry's like, Gargoyle! <laughs> I wasn't sure if I had said it or not, so I had to get that in there. Gargoyles too. still gargoyling. Still gargoyling. <laughs> it's, no, not Gargoyle. It's Gargoyles. It's gargoyles. About, it's about Brooklyn girls in the 1940s. Uh... <laughs> Wait, mind. is it really? <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's G-O-I-L-S. Gargoyles. Gargoyles. Shut up. Shut up. Don't be afraid of the, the dark. Ins- Did you ever see that one? Uh, oh, no, I have not seen either versions of yeah, those. That was re- the remake wasn't that bad with Katie Holmes. I heard it was fine, but I, I heard it's the original fine. was like really dark and twisted for what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And really a downer ending. Mm-hmm. Love a downer ending. Yeah. Yeah. So may, what I'm saying is made for TV is where it's at, baby. There is so much. And it is, it's, it's such a, it's such a, what I love about all these slasher films in particular, especially like ones we talk about from the eighties and like, you know, when I think like 83 films or whatever, I just, I love them as products of their time as they're they're like little time capsules and they Mm -hmm. they just make me feel so happy and cheery inside they're like a little hug and i think that really the made for tv experience just really ups that where they are such a even more specific product of their time yeah (laughs) they're just such a joy and i i i want to watch all of them now so yeah, we've got some good. things to watch. <laughs> we do. I guess this show's not canceled yet. <laughs> yeah, they haven't they haven't found our kinetoscopes yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, unless ooh, someone made me a hot toddy. <laughs> we could be canceled at any time. Who knows? You're really into this hot toddy idea. I, I'm a I little mean, nervous I, about your. I just, I know desires. I know. Well, I just a hot toddy is such a thing. Like I'm just into the like seventies grandma shit, you know? Yeah. And like hot toddy just kind of is so 
like it's such a symbol of that and then to kill someone with a poisoned hot toddy is just it's like my great. dream come true it's great so. i'm i love hot toddies as grandma imagery or, or grandma um symbolism because <laughs> hot, <laughs> hot toddies are such a thing here everyone drinks hot toddies all the time but i guess oh really portland hipsters one and the same with grandmas it's true oh, they're gross. just they're like grandmas that suck like grandmas that aren't cool <laughs> oh. Now you've ruined it. I'm sorry. I didn't want to de-spark your joy. That's all right. (laughs) Just have to have a poisoned mint julep. (laughs) (laughs) A poisoned boiler maker. (laughs) I just want to die surrounded by wood paneling. You know what I mean? Is that too much to ask? Is that too much to ask? I want to reach for my avocado colored phone to oh. try to call for help, but I die before I get there, and I bleed out on the shagged rug. Is uh, too just, much to ask? Just collapsing adjacent to that the 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 powder pink bathroom. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like the Kleenex is in a Kleenex box cover. Oh, you know, I truly do love that aesthetic. Like, I love it. And that actually is my interior design aesthetic. My mine was always like, what do I, I want my house to look like my grandma's house, but if grandma was a Satanist. And mm, so that's mm-hmm. what I really tried to foster. So then anytime stays, any damn time that I am watching my house hunters or my property brothers or any of those shows that make me so hateful <laughs> and just fill me, <laughs> fill me with the rage that I need to get me through my week. And people, those assholes walk in and they see a gorgeous old avocado or powder pink bathroom, you know, and they just go, oh, oh, this is going to have to go. Or they see the wood paneling and they're like, "Mm, we're going to have to replace this all with subway tile. I'm just horror (sighs) flames on the side of my face. It's just a a chambre de horror. I'm so upset. So I do want you to, I don't, I don't want you to die per se, but I do want you to be treated to a, <laughs> to a warm toddy induced death. Thank in, you. What might even say a hot toddy induced death. In, Thank you. In the wood paneling with that bathroom, with the avocado phone, with your Kleenex, with like some Formica nearby too. Because it's mm. real. I want the toilet seat cover covered with a rug. The, like the carpeted toilet seat. <laughs> yep. Pink, those like weird pink curtain beads that don't block the oh. view of anything, but they're always next to the toilet. Like, oh, sign me up. Heaven, heaven is a place on earth, and it's it's a grandma's house that some <laughs> fucking hipster is ripping apart right now, so that exactly. they can have a nice backsplash. Ugh, gross, <laughs> gross. Wow. Well, good. I'm glad we're on the same page then. Yeah, yeah. They can't say we're that different. No. <laughs> Just that I need to be blonde. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I need to learn how to put on pants. <laughs> you know, I will. Given that that's your mom's read of you, I will take <laughs> that I yeah, should you, be blonde. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, I it's, really, a compl- it's a compliment. I gonna... really made it by scot-free. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Do we got a, a listener question today, Stacy? Of course we do. Of course we do. But before we get into that, oh, 
Well, I mean, you know, uh, if someone has a question, I just want to get this shit out of the way now. If someone has a question for us, they can send it to us. You can email it. Gaylords at gaylordsofdarkness.com is our email. We're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash gaylordsofdarkness. Or we have a new Twitter account. We finally fucking caved on oh Twitter. Oh my god. There's nothing on it. Don't expect it to be fun. It won't be fun. We it are, won't be fun. We are not having fun. Absolutely not. Twitter is the worst place on earth. Uh, but, you know, people ask if we have one or they mention us and then, like, they can't tag us because we don't have a Twitter. So we finally said fine. Fine. We'll do it. We'll do it, but we won't enjoy it. The 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 handle is really great. Oh, oh the <laughs> handle. You know what? I tried. <laughs> Gaylords of Twitter.com slash Gaylords of Darkness was too long. It said no. So Rude. I said, all right. I said, how about just Gaylords? And they said, no, that's taken. And I said, how about Gaylords OD? <laughs> no, that's taken. So now, what do we have? <laughs> It just fucking figures, right? That like we finally came on Twitter. Now we're Gaylords of D, <laughs> which is which what I am known is, as. Yeah. Anthony's <laughs> like, yay, and I'm like, this does not represent my interests. For a podcast where we primarily talk about all the women we're in love with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're basically a women in horror podcast. And our... But we're the Gaylords of D. <laughs> Which, uh, is that not a fitting and cruel fate for us? <laughs> it's absolutely fitting. You know what? If I was going to make it today, I'd be I'd be like Twitter slash Poisoned Hot Toddy, but oh well. <laughs> but we are, or Velvet Planner. But Vel- we- <laughs> oh, I should have done Velvet Planner. Well, we can just delete this one. Should we do Velvet Planner? Maybe we should be Velvet Planner. <laughs> Let me see if that... All right. Put a pin in this Twitter conversation. Wait, will people know how to tweet at us if we're Velvet Planner, though? (laughs) No. (laughs) Because sometimes people are very nicely like, here are some queer horror podcasts you should listen to. At Velvet Planner? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, Attack of the Queer Wolf, Horror Queers, Velvet Planner. They do things differently. They, they, don't, yeah, they don't, the, they're not concerned with building an audience. No, they're not concerned with people finding them or <laughs> listening to the show. They just want to get how many I murders references out in the world <laughs> as they can. Uh, listen, our cyber world is our business. And <laughs> It says so much about us that for at least seven seconds, we both were like, fuck, we have to delete it and make Velvet Planner. I was literally like, I'm going to edit this all out and change it to Velvet Planner and we'll talk about it next time. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we're (laughs) co-hosts. How do we have listeners? I don't know. Bless every one of them, but why are you here? Oh my god. 
so next yes. week on Velvet Planner. Next week on Velvet Planners <laughs> of D. <laughs> A women in horror podcast where we talk about toast <laughs> <laughs> and how we'd like to die <laughs> and in what sort of interior design layout <laughs> oh, can I? Well, oh my god yeah well you can find us there yes gaylords of the <laughs> The D stands for, well, it stands for darkness. I don't have to make something up. (laughs) 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 Your show does have a name, Stacey. Uh, All right. Cool. twitter.com slash gaylords of d if you'd like to find us there find us there tag us send us a question also you can rate and review us and recommend us on all of those places too yeah while you're while you're while you're unfollowing us and canceling (laughs) us yeah yeah canceled hashtag cancel the gaylords of d (laughs) (laughs) canceled good <laughs> All right. Well, we do have a question. Okay. Uh, and the question this week, it figures, <clears throat> after this clusterfuck, this question actually comes from <laughs> Blazy Blonder. Oh, fucking god damn it. And that's not a joke. Blazy Blonder sent us this question. Yeah, let's uh, hear it. It's a good question. Okay. Not to play favorites, but I can tell that this person is beautiful beautiful (laughs) astute smart knowledgeable kind wise beyond her few years yeah she must be like 12 but so wise (laughs) she looks like morgan fairchild looks like morgan fairchild She actually is Morgan Fairchild, as far as we know. Yeah, could be. Could be. So, Blasey asks, what horror movie do you want to like more than you actually do? Oh, Now, you could say this is a stupid question, because who cares? You know? Like, either you like something or you don't. But, I don't know, it's kind of interesting to, like, what movies kind of, like, check all your boxes... But then, you know, left you feeling like a tepid toddy. <laughs> the worst kind of toddy. The worst kind of toddy. The I'd rather have a toddy. I'd rather have a cold toddy. Can you get a hot toddy on ice? Or <laughs> it doesn't like have to be hot. I'd like a virgin hot toddy on ice, please. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you a secret. I don't even know what's in a hot toddy. Oh, I... It's... I Cin- assume it's disgusting. Is cinnamon? there lemon... It seems like a lemon thing. I think there's lemon. Yeah, lemon, whiskey, cinnamon. It's like a effervescent pick-up. Okay. It's not disgusting. It just tastes like a hot alcoholic tea with lemon <clears throat> and honey right. and cinnamon. <laughs> now you know what's an hot I guess I do. All right. <laughs> that answers that. Uh, uh yeah so what I'm, all what, this time all this time you're sim- you're like you have these hot toddy <laughs> visions i'm sorry you have these hot toddy <laughs> dreams and you don't even know what a hot toddy is 
You've decided this is how you have to die, and you don't even know what it tastes like. Well, it's got poison in it, so who cares? You're right. You're right. Yep. That. Never mind. I should have followed the science. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a great name. <laughs> it just symbolizes so much, and I love the name. I don't really like hot alcohol. There, I said no, it. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care how many listeners we lose. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh you're really pushing to get us canceled today stacy you know you know that's right um so <laughs> <laughs> fuck okay i can breathe i can think with my words good for you i feel like i feel like would it thank you when it comes to <laughs> movies that I want, horror movies that I want to like more than I do, I just feel like it's honestly every movie I see at the theater. Like, yeah, I'm just like, oh, well, maybe, maybe, baby girl, if you if you had a, like 27 more script revisions, maybe I would have really connected with this. Yeah. Um, but for this, I really had to zero in on like, what are those movies that I constantly will try and rewatch or think about. Mm. And my, my brain does that thing where it tricks me that I like the movie. Mm. <laughs> and so I just like, th- these are the films that like I have purchased and sold like 17 times. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, I mean, just seriously speaking, like Hagazusa right there is, is definitely one of my answers because I wish I, I wish I got it. And I just don't, it just doesn't, connect with me yeah and you know we went over this on the last episode but i just i i want to be one of the cool kids and i want to like this movie (laughs) (laughs) well yeah see that's the thing when you say like it's most every movie you see in the theater it's like 99 percent of the movies i don't care if i don't like it whatever if like mandy like i i could say like oh i you know this could have been done differently and i would have liked it more whatever but i don't care you know yeah 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 so this is more like, yeah, you with Hagazusa of like, a, yeah. I should, I should like this. It does everything I should like, but I just can't connect with it for whatever reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so thinking down that route, I, I actually thought of just some cheesy, some cheesier movies from my youth slash later slasher era as well. So a little bit more recent too, but um, ones that were really rough for me because I really wanted to love them. I wanted to be here for them. Uh, one of them was um, Scream 4. Mm. Uh, I I want to love that movie because Courtney Cox is fantastic in it and Hayden Panettiere has the best haircut in it. And Lord, <laughs> did someone write that film? Like, I just don't understand what happened or why how people convince themselves that the entire Scream franchise is good when more than half of it is terrible um so scream 4 was a rough one for me uh and then the 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 saddest the one i always go back to that i just want to love and i have convinced myself that i love it but i don't know if i really do and every time i watch it i'm just like oh man you're so close to getting it but you just don't is um the rage carry too Mm. it's a it's a rough one for me i still haven't seen it we're going to talk about it one day. Um, yeah. It checks so many boxes for me. It, it has actually some really, it begins to say some really uh, thoughtful things about, about like toxic bro culture and like 
you know, the, the, in this carry, like it's, it's less of like, Oh, she's this weirdo who's bullied. I mean, that's part of it, but it's more about the boys, uh, the football guys that have created a game out of what girls they can sleep with and how many points they get for that. And so it's like, you know, it, it, there's some feminist wise, some really thoughtful things and really smart things. I love Emily Bargle in it. Uh, and it just never, it just doesn't work for what it is, sadly. Yeah. And there are some choices made with some characters like Sue Snell that just don't work. And it's, mm-hmm. it's sad. I really want to love this movie. And I think I do love this movie. I just can't bring myself to really recognize it as a good movie. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah. Wow, can't wait to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, there's good things in it and it is fun. It's just it's just if it's oh, it's so close. It's so close. So I think I think it's worth it just for that, but it's it's more more than anything like I'm like, "Oh, man, couldn't you have reshot just like the last 20 minutes and done something a little different?" So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Is that it? Well, uh, and then my dirty shame is Queen of the Damned. Because <laughs> it's, <a>, it's a piece <laughs> of shit, but I love I love things about it, like how terrible it is. I love, uh, what's his name, opening his mouth and the voice of Korn comes out. <laughs> and everyone's talking about what a beautiful singer he is. <laughs> and Aaliyah is great in that movie. I love Aaliyah. So, R.I.P., you perfect queen. The production design? really silly and fun but it's a terrible movie (laughs) have i have i purchased it a hundred times and sold it each time yes (laughs) well we've all got those yeah so my mine are maybe a bit more guilty pleasures also but you know i i do i do genuinely wish they were good films right well i mean hagazusa is a good film you just don't like it i would argue i would you agree? I would. Versus I would, Queen of the Damned, which is like seems absolutely guilty pleasure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, well, Hagazusa doesn't have the serenading of Jonathan Davis of Corn. Well, Stacey. that's true. I uh, guess that's a strike against it. Thank um, you for recognizing that that yeah. failure. I'm a huge Corn fan. Huge Corn fan. <laughs> we all know this about you. Yeah. Yeah, Stacy's a freak on a leash. <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of music I enjoy listening to. Uh, <laughs> well, my one of my big ones, uh, I guess when you think it's like, okay, so it's not even really supposed to be straight up horror. It's more supposed to be a gothic romance, which is horror adjacent, but not as horrifying. But a big one for me is Crimson Peak. Oh, really? I see. I I haven't seen this. Um, I've wanted it's to. I thought, I thought you loved it. I love things about it. Okay. Um, it's beautiful. The set design is incredible. Jessica Chastain is perfect. Like even more perfect than usual. Are you for real? Yeah. Oh she chews that scenery. Like, she's unbelievable. Oh. Great villainess. Oh, Just, oh she's she a gets, villain? She gets unhinged. Uh, oh. She's absolute perfection. It's one of my favorite things she's done. Um, I understand that there are people in this world who find Tom Hiddleston attractive. 
<laughs> he gives me the willies. I yeah. find him he's he's just skeezy to me. Like he just is I don't like him. So that's so for him to be the romantic lead is a little off-putting for me but i just want it to be it's it's kind of how i feel about all guillermo del toro movies which is like they look great it's kind of a nice fairy tale but ultimately they're not enough horror for me and i want them to be and that's the mm. way they're advertised and that's what they should be but then they're not mm-hmm. and so i end up feeling a little blue balled quite frankly or Stacy and her I'll blue just ball. keep it in our Gaylords of D wheelhouse. And keeping it canon. Keeping it canon that we're the Gaylords of D. You know what I mean? Like, How do you I, feel? Ab- I absolutely know what you mean. How do you feel about, I mean, because I, you know, coming of age in horror, I loved Guillermo del Toro growing up. Um, like Devil's Backbone and Pan's Labyrinth, right? Like amazing, yeah. amazing film. So dark, so sad, really political. Um, and then Blade 2 is one of my <laughs> favorites. I honestly love Blade 2. Um, but then, yeah, now if I, and I've said this on the podcast before, now when I see Guillermo del Toro's name attached, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I just end up feeling like, oh, I'm going to be disappointed by that. It's sort of like how Steven Spielberg has that thing of like, he can't make a movie that isn't like super happy and optimistic and sweet and family at the end. Right. Like, it's almost like that has happened to Guillermo del Toro, where it's like, it must always be mythical and magical and happy and cute and sweet and look at my designs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, like, you know, Crimson Peak, I think it was a little mismarketed because, like I said, it's a gothic romance, not, but it's marketed and seems like it's going to be just a ghost story. And it yeah. feels like it would have been a really fucking great ghost story. And ultimately, it ended up being an all right ghost story, a great Jessica Chastain vehicle, a beautiful thing to look at, and ultimately not what I wanted. Ah, that's sad. I want to like it more than I do. I heard it wasn't a ghost story, really, as much as it was. Yeah, so, oh. But Jessica Chastain, I mean, I feel like... It's worth it for her performance. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. I just got, I got so fucking lazy with Del Toro that I just gave up. I mean, I saw Shape of Water and I hated that, but otherwise after, I don't know. I don't know what, when I broke up with him, but. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't expect like a horror movie ghost story, maybe you'll like it more. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Another one. This has always been a tricky movie for me. It's only gotten trickier over the years, but I wanted to like it. It did a lot of things right. Uh, it's contracted. Oh, okay. I've talked about it before. And this is setting aside all of the issues with the director, the writer-director. Who is a like, rapist. Who's a rapist. Like, even, like, setting all of that aside before any of that came out or whatever, I've always wanted to really like contracted. And then I just it's not great <laughs> I, it's got I, a lot of problems i still haven't seen it because i saw and i somehow i ended up seeing the sequel <laughs> which oh was, god which was an atrocity yeah, um the sequel is terrible it's an absolute atrocity it's like right up there with like the pack two um in terms of just uh, awful uh but it see the premise sounded so gross and bro to me that i couldn't bring myself to watch it 
It's a shame because I feel like with just some slight tweaking, it could be really, really good and wouldn't be broy. But it's coming at this delicate subject matter from a bro. And so, yep. and also it was mismarketed. It's like, they're like, oh, a one night stand gone wrong. And it's like, well, actually she was like raped. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something <laughs> you know? that, yeah, that's something that I was aware of. So that, so there's that was that. what turned me off. So that's really bad. But you never know with marketing how much of that is like beyond the filmmaker's control. You know yeah, like I mean? with Jennifer's like, body and the, the their PR department being like, Jennifer hot, she eat your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like how many how many movies have been mismarketed? You know? That's fair. I could okay. So there's that. But even I guess so, I just took that into my understanding of the movie. Sorry. Yeah. No. So I mean, well, that's you know, that's true. But even so, it's like it could be an interesting look at like a rape victim and like how she handles it and et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And it's just turns into like a gross out body horror movie which is fine and the gross out body horror stuff is really good like if you want to watch that it's really well done but the character like it's just narratively she does stupid things there's some gay shit that doesn't work really Mm. um but it's just one of those that i'm like if just it could be so good and it seems like the, from what I understand, it seems like the body horror is effective. It's really effective. It's really well done. It's all like practical FX. The lead actress, Najara Townsend, she's fantastic. Um, Caroline Williams is in it and she's really great. Like there's a lot to like about it, but then it's got a lot of problems and I just wish it didn't have those problems, I guess. Mm, yeah, that's fair. I think, yeah. was it on this show? Was it this show where you, did you say this I've was one that would- about it. I feel like you said this is one that could benefit from, like, a female director. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. If just, like, a woman had gone over that script. <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, a gay woman had gone over that script. Like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, because it seems like the story could have been really conducive to that. Versus, yeah, yeah. like, trying to tell the story and having it be made by a man who actually raped women. And <laughs> for some reason still is working in Hollywood. Yeah. Well, he went away. It's like uh, Shelley Winters. You know, she went away for a year. And everybody <laughs> forgot. That's literally what this piece of shit did. <laughs> yeah, he so just true. like logged out of his Twitter for two months and that was that. Yeah, and everyone so, forgot. And nobody knows who he is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Contracted was pretty big with horror fans, but it's not like it crossed over or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that one, but then a big one that is gonna get us canceled. I'm sure. Oh, what? It's gonna get me canceled. I want to like this movie. Everybody likes this movie. I want to like it. Ultimately, maybe I need to see it again because I only saw it shortly after it came out, which has been a while. So maybe my feelings will have changed. I'll say that. Oh, I think I might know. It didn't do much for me at the time, and that movie is Ginger Snaps. Oh, that is not what I expected. You just really. Yeah, I thought it was all right. Yeah, tell me some. Tell me some more about this. Just everybody goes cuckoo over it, and uh, I just didn't think it was that great. Uh, I thought it really fell off and got silly at the end. Hmm. And it just didn't really resonate with me. But I wonder. You know, it's been Jesus Christ, it's like ten years. Uh, more than I feel that, like probably more than that. I yeah. think. Yeah. So 
I could watch it. I mean, if you wanted to do an episode on it, I would watch it again and give it another try. And I could feel completely differently about it. But after watching it, I thought to myself, I don't see what the big deal is. Why is everybody going crazy over this? It was all right. Ginger Snap. Yeah, we could do a Ginger Snaps 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, Back to the Future Ginger Snaps. <laughs> ginger Snaps back. Ginger Snaps back. Why are there so many Ginger Snaps? Mm-hmm. Um I no, this is interesting to hear because I I've only seen it once and I remember really liking it, but I also saw it when it came out. And I honestly all I remember is Mimi Rogers who <laughs> Let's be real. If you put Mimi Rogers in anything, I'm your girl. Like I yeah. am I am there for it. Uh so I remember loving Mimi Rogers. I remember well, the the drug dealer character ha- looked just like this boy I had a crush on at the time. So I remember liking oh, that. Well, there you go. And I love Catherine Isabel in everything. Um, so I, I just remembered those things. But I would be interested in a rewatch. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, you know. It didn't think, wow me. I think that's fair. I For me, that's honestly, that's werewolf films in general for me. Yeah. I, I am yet to really connect with a single werewolf. I mean, I love American Werewolf and and uh, Dog Soldiers and the Howling, yeah. um, but otherwise, like it's in Company of Wolves. But otherwise, like and I guess, well, I thought I, <laughs> I love every werewolf movie, but ultimately, besides all, <laughs> but like I, no, but like I've always said, like there are three good werewolf movies, really, right? Yeah, and like even the Howling, like I like the it, I love the ending, but like everything else, I'm like. Ugh. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Ginger snaps, yeah. though, huh? Yeah. What'd you think I was gonna say? Well, I thought you were gonna say like, um, well, no, because I was, I was realizing you wouldn't wish you liked it, but I, I was thinking you were gonna say like one of the Conjuring or something. I don't know, or an Insidious uh, or something. I mean, I wish I liked everything. You know, it would make life so much more enjoyable. Oh, to just to be one of the dum dums in the theater. <laughs> Yeah, to just love everything. That'd be great. How much? How? Yeah, you don't. You're not me. You don't feel the need to go on the internet and write a treatise about how it's like colonialism <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. to force me to watch a movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that would be. Sometimes it is kinder. Yeah. Ah, so follow us. I mean, uh, you know, whatever. Follow us. Rate. Review us. Whether we have a janky Twitter handle or we don't know how to do anything else, listen, we are huge in Australia and Sweden. I mean, we have like two people in each country. Yeah, that is such a large demographic. So, yeah. Think on that next time you want to cancel us. I, wanna, I wonder who is our, like, one listener in, like, South Korea. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if we oh do, like, where, if you think you're in a, like, a, not a strange place, but, like, a not America. Yeah. So, you know, like, tell us where you're listening. Yeah, if you think, if you're, like, if you're, like, in somewhere so that you think we would never even begin to consider as some place somebody would listen to us. Basically, yeah. center yourself as us as Americans centering ourselves and then imagine what place we would be surprised to find out you're listening from. Yeah. And tell us. I would love to know. That would I'm be so curious. cool. Yeah. I was truly, truly, uh, my heart split open, one, getting a message from Wayne that was like, I loved your show. I was laughing so hard. Thank you. Blah, blah, blah. It was really sweet. And then after that, he tells me, oh, by the way, I'm the listener that 
sent you the Wicker Man question and sent you the picture of my dog. So I I never in a million years would have anticipated that. Instantly had to tell Stacy, and we both were like so tickled. So yeah, it's really sweet. Yay! Um, So thank you, Australia and Sweden. We love you, everyone else. Step up. Yeah, step the fuck up. (laughs) We're watching you. Find us. We'll be back next week. Uh, you know, as always, use key code Deborah Hill <laughs> for twenty percent off everything. Twenty percent off everything, uh, <laughs> and go watch some made-for-TV horror movies from the seventies and very early eighties. You won't regret it. It's just it's, sit down in front of that wood paneling, turn up the the gas stove. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stick your head in no 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 stick your head in yeah get your hot water bottle fill it up fill it uh, up with a toddy fill it up with a toddy sit it down on your formica coffee table next to your rubik's cube oh, oh my god just heaven. have a little slice of heaven yeah or well, hell bye. with shelly winters bye <laughs> <laughs>